in a world of unoriginality, ripoffs, and low expectations comes Brady. Where did you dig up that old fossil? And Ryan. Shut up! Just shut up, you idiot! Two lovable schlubs who embrace that wholeheartedly. This is the Movie Wasteland Podcast. Yes, we're back. <laughs> Second episode of the Movie Wasteland coming at you right now. It's Brady, and his name is... Ryan! <laughs> oh, you caught me off guard. I didn't know you were going to do that. <laughs> I was, that was prepared just to pitch. say... I know... <laughs> That I was, was a lot higher pitched say, than I expected. Yeah, I was just going to say hi, and you're like, there he is. What's your name? Hi. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan. yeah. so, sorry. <laughs> oh, man, we are so happy to be back uh, talking about another great movie, a movie um, that personally means a lot to both of us, I know, but, you know, considering I picked this movie and you know it just has a special meaning uh, to me personally but we're so excited to talk about it in episode two we're talking about 2002's smash hit same uh sam raimi's spider-man movie and we are so excited to talk about it so welcome to the movie wasteland our second episode uh, in case you haven't gathered that i yet. didn't think we were gonna make it this far brady me neither uh, to be quite honest, uh, I, I didn't think we were going to make it past the first week, but here we are again. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so um, we're super excited to be here. I think both of us are a little bit under the weather. We're both kind of coughing every now good, and then. I'm good, dude. I'm good. Well, I'm good. I just wanted to make sure. I just wanted to put that out there in case, uh, you know, I, I was just trying to make you feel better, Ryan. The but, mute um, button, Brady. It's right there. <laughs> I'm going to use it tonight. With a me. mouse click away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're super excited to talk about Spider-Man. A little bit of housekeeping, first and foremost, if you want to keep with us on the social medias, you can uh, do that on Facebook. Just search for the movie Wasteland. It's uh, T at TMW online on Facebook and on Twitter. It's at TMW pod on Twitter. Be sure to follow us there. It is the online home of the movie Wasteland. And uh, yeah, just thank Whoa. you for joining us. And Ryan, do you got anything to add? Am I forgetting anything or do you just want to talk Spider-Man? Let's talk Spider-Man, dude. Were you going right. to, were you going to, Last week, I graced the episode, the <laughs> you know, with a epic impersonation movie quote. Were yes, you do that to me. Yes, right, cool. I almost forgot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, last week, if you listened to our first episode, Ryan kind of surprised me. He quoted a movie. He did it just kind of in a very monotone voice. That way, he I did it exactly. I did it. No, no. I Eventually, did you did. It you was did a, it monotone. Fantastic for, impersonation. First. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, I'm going to say a movie quote, and Ryan is going to try and guess it. I guess that's our new uh, tradition here on the Movie Wasteland. So here we go, Ryan. I'm right. really curious if you get this. Um, I won't. So here we I go. Think I just tell you right now. All right. Here it is. The movie quote. How many spoons of sugar does it take to get to the moon? No clue, dude. 
All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Such a loser. Okay. Well, I can guarantee you uh, that you have seen this movie. I know you have seen this movie. I know you really like this movie. So let me see if I can help you out a little bit. <clears throat> How many spoons of sugar does it take to get to the moon? Does that help at all? <laughs> no, dude. I feel like such a <laughs> such an idiot. I have okay, no Okay, I'll give you another little hint. It's a Disney movie. It's not helping. Like, just tell me. <laughs> Came out in the 90s. Ring it a I'm bell. S- no, no, no. Tell me. Like, okay. we're losing listeners, like, by the second. <laughs> <laughs> all two of them. No. Oh. <laughs> no. It's, and uh, here from- I go. It's it's from a Goofy movie, the Goofy movie from the nineties. Oh, it's whenever uh, he's a, they're asleep in the car and Bigfoot is on top of the car oh. and Goofy like See? wakes up and he looks at Max and goes, "How many spoons full of sugar does it take to get to the moon?" That's a deep cut right uh, there. See, if four. you had said, uh, <laughs> "Look, it's the Leaning Tower of Cheesa," I would have like immediately got what you were, which doing, is crazy. But- that you would have gotten it based off that. <laughs> I know. And, and you think my line is obscure. <laughs> well, you know. Teach his own, I guess. That's kind of embarrassing, too, Ryan. My gosh. No, I'm kidding. That's a classic <laughs> line. I don't care what you say. <laughs> yeah, I know. You still say You it. don't see your line on a t-shirt, Brady. I mean, you don't see uh, mine either, but, you know. <laughs> give me uh, two days, and we'll see about that. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So, yeah, let's talk Spider-Man now. Um, So, last week we talked about Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was Ryan's movie uh, of his choosing. Just a movie that has inspired him in life and is closely connected to uh, who he is today. Well, that was my thought process and going and uh, choosing uh, this week's movie. Spider-Man came out in 2002. And Ryan, I, I think you know this about me. I love this movie. I've loved it since I was a kid. In fact, I loved it so much as a kid. I wore out the VHS, the tape on the VHS. Uh, eventually got it on DVD. VHS, man. Whoa. <laughs> and uh, eventually got it on DVD, got it on Blu-ray. And then last night for the first time, I watched it on 4K, man. Ooh. Yes, sir. I still got it on regular DVD, dude. I need to get it on Blu-ray, I guess. Well, you want to talk about a deep cut, man. I found at a flea market. Hold on. Let me grab it real quick. And they say that a hero and we're back. Was <laughs> not going to stand here. Oh, believe seeing. me. We're going to we're gonna get to that, about that yes! soundtrack. Oh, we, th- that so is excited. in the notes, man. That is in the yeah. show notes. <laughs> it's in my no. notes, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I actually found at a flea market for $1.50 Spider-Man on a Blu-ray, a Blu-ray disc. This is, is before like regular wow. 4K disc came out. This is called Blu-ray Remastered in 4K Spider-Man. Uh, maximum Picture Expanded Color. It is like super like 2000 and looking <laughs> yeah I bet. but it it is in 4k and let me tell you it looked about that? spectacular in 4k no pun intended but uh it ah, looked amazing in amazing 4K. <laughs> uh, spider-man's suit it was really weird the blue in his suit was like really dark it almost looked black kind of like the tom yeah. holland spider-man suit in mm-hmm. um, far from home uh, but yeah, the blue was very, very dark for some reason, darker than usual. But it looked great. It, it, the picture was crystal clear. Everything about it 
uh, just looked great. Um, but yeah. Beyond well, I that, watched my regular DVD and it looked like garbage. So <laughs> but I've got the whole movie memorized, so it was fine. Me too, man. No joke. While I was watching the movie last night, I was legit like mouthing the words to each scene. Exactly. <laughs> it was great. And to be honest with you, Ryan, it's actually been probably about three years since I've watched the Sam no Raimi Spider-Man way. trilogy, which is crazy. Wow. I, you know, time just gets away from you and yeah. I just haven't watched it in a while. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was so fantastic to uh, watch this movie again. And I really can't wait to watch the other two as well. <laughs> I know, I know. But uh, did you have we, a first experience with this movie? Like, do you even remember the first time you saw it? I don't remember. I kind of have a goofy to, story. <laughs> I don't remember to a pinpoint when I first saw this movie, but I, I do remember kind of my first experience with it. Um, so when I was little, uh, I didn't go to preschool. Uh, I went to work with my mom and uh, she was a secretary in an office for a sort of a construction place. And uh, she also uh, kind of uh, cleaned uh, the owner's house, which was right next to the office. It was just on their property and stuff. And anyway, I would go with her and, you know, I'd get to, you know, watch TV and just play and be a kid and stuff like that. And one of the movies that, uh, they had on VHS inside their house was Spider-Man and they'd let me watch it all the time. They eventually gave it to me and, I, that's (laughs) where I wore it out and broke it. (laughs) And then I wore it out. Um, it was one of the first movies I ever remember. I mean, uh, No, no, I don't want to say it was one of the first movies I ever remember watching, but it definitely, besides Star Wars, it definitely was the first movie I was obsessed with. Yeah. And uh, I've told you this story. You know, I watched it dozens of times. I practically watched it every single week going to work with my mom. And, you know, I, I've told you my story about, you know, a couple years later going to see Spider-Man 2 with my parents. It was my first PG-13 movie, and I saw that on the poster outside of the theater, and I bawled my eyes out because I thought because I wasn't 13 yet that they weren't <laughs> were going to get arrested. Me. Yeah, that I was going to get, like, in trouble and stuff. And yeah. They were like, no, no, it's okay. You're going to be fine. <laughs> and now all the time kid. you hear about people <laughs> taking their kids into, like, see Birds of Prey and stuff and be like, we didn't know it was rated R. It's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. Come on. I, I have to admit, Ryan, people – if there's one thing I think general audience members really need to start focusing on it, people need to do their research about the movies they're seeing. You know, I'm, I'm a movie fan, so I'm seeing just about every type of movie out there nowadays, but you know, a lot of people who have kids, they don't do enough research into the movies. I, they watch. I don't That's want weird. this to be a teaching moment for everybody. <laughs> I just wanted to well out there do you want to hear about my first experience though <laughs> yes sir i do get off of your soapbox and stop preaching to the choir and just no my experience was uh uh ironically <laughs> enough i was not allowed to watch this movie when it first came out uh but i had a buddy at school who had the movie <laughs> and uh we concocted up a scenario where i was gonna come over to his house and I kept at because he was like, you want to sleep over at my house? I'm like, yeah, dude, you got, you got Spider-Man, right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, cool, cool. Yeah, for sure. I'll go over. And, uh, and I probably asked him like 
30 times that week of like, you've got Spider-Man, right? Like we're going to watch Spider-Man when I come out. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. And so I went over there. I'm about to uninvite you. <laughs> no, no, dude. But anyway, like, and it was like, everything was going against me that night because I got over there and it's like, he, the kid said to his dad's like, well, can we watch Spider-Man? The dad's like, oh, fine. And he got, he had to get out like his toolbox and literally take apart the VCR to take out the movie that was in there and then put Spider-Man in because their VCR oh was gosh. broken or whatever. <laughs> it was pathetic, dude. And then we saw it, watched it in his room and the the TV was tiny. It was like, oh, maybe, no. maybe 12 inches. Ah, it yep, small. I had one of those. Was, it was mounted way up in the top corner of his, okay, <laughs> of his room. And so it felt like I was 30 miles away from the screen. <laughs> and then at one point we had to stop watching it in there and put it in. We ha- I don't know why we had to go into his sister's room for something. Maybe his TV broke. I can't remember. And went into his sister's room who was like around the same age. And she had the same setup it, all the way in the corner. It was terrible. Oh, gosh. Anyway. So we just kind of sat there on the ed- edge of his bed and watched it. And then of course, after the movie was over, it was probably like, I don't know, seven 30. And I'm like, well, I'm ready to go home, man. And so <laughs> I, I said, I made up something where I was like, Oh, I miss my bed and my mom. And anyway, and so mom came, <laughs> mom came to get me. And, uh, and it, my conscience was just like, Shattered. going through heck man because and i did think you I fess up out like almost immediately yeah because i was like <laughs> such a i was like such a boy scout and i still am to be honest was with you. but um <laughs> yeah for yeah real. it took the words from my mouth i was like what well <laughs> so well crazy, and so i was like almost immediately i was like i watched spider-man and it, uh, you know and so anyway that's my lame story about watching spider-man <laughs> If you're no, listening to this, pretty great. that kid, you, you know, <laughs> you, know you know who you are and <laughs> yeah, you know sorry. who you are and you sure as heck probably remember me. So no, you probably don't. Nobody ever remembers me. But anyway, hey, that's no that's matter story. our story and how we first saw this movie. But, you, you know, I didn't watch it like on a big screen TV for the first time. I actually watched it on a small TV, you know, there in mm-hmm. the office, you know, uh, with yeah. my mom. So, um. But it impacted nonetheless, us, though, man, even no matter like when you're a kid, it's like it doesn't really matter how you know it does it. And that's my point. It's yeah, safe your to mind say fills that both of us so. have a connection to this movie that has been there since we were kids. I mm-hmm. mean, for I, I mean, especially for our generation, this was our first superhero movie. You yeah. Know, uh, yeah. Because I didn't I mean, there had been other stuff before, but like. <clears throat> You know, I know X Men. I think came out a couple years before. Yeah, but I didn't see that until after Spider Man. Honestly, me too. So, me um, too. And you know, uh, I was thinking about this earlier this week. And all due respect to that first X Men movie, I really do feel like it was more of a testing ground. Yeah, in that Spider Man Spider Man was more of the product that. It, this, this was the movie that really proved that superhero movies are a legit property yeah. with great characters and can be good movies and not just cheesy exactly. action flicks well, like that, how Superman that, was back in the 80s. Well, that's what I was about to say. Superman did it, and then Batman did it, and then Batman 
like prove that like these were like legit uh kind of um I wouldn't, I wouldn't properties say adult theme but like big box office draws and then they screwed it up almost immediately <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. fast forward about 10 years or so and uh spider-man comes along and yeah it was a massive hit too at the time when it came yeah. out and x-men yeah. was too but spider-man um it was spider-man changed the game really did really did yeah I, well, well, do you hey, want to get into the movie or do you have any like other well i had one other thing antidotes. i wanted to mention yeah I, you know it's kind of hard to talk about this movie without talking about the marketing and i you know i, I thought you were gonna say without that. talking about mary jane and i was like <laughs> oh really okay oh yes sir that's where we're gonna start no we're gonna talk about mary jane believe me so uh anyway okay. it, it's hard to talk I'm about any movie <laughs> You jerk. It's hard to talk <laughs> about any movie without talking about the marketing. Oh, and yeah. this movie had really one big marketing moment. Um, it was the first trailer for this movie. And it yeah. was almost kind of like the Dark Knight. You had, a, you had a bank robbery going on. They escaped by helicopter. This is so like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, escape by helicopter. Yeah, yeah. And there's a whole lot. There's like uh, lens flares in the trailer. Everything looks like it was shot by Michael Bay because the camera is like constantly moving <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> this isn't just the trailer. This isn't even the yeah. movie. So anyway. Uh, and then they start to escape, and then all of a sudden in their helicopter, it gets tangled up in web, and then, you know, we get that shot of uh, the helicopter caught in the web between the twin towers. Yeah. That trailer literally came out a month, I think, before yeah. 9-11, and yeah. so obviously it got removed pretty quick. Um, yeah. But still, I just wanted to bring that up because that's kind of like a culturally it significant is. moment that ties in with this movie. Was that scene supposed to be at the end of the movie where he's like swinging and stuff? Was that going to be in the movie at all? Do you know? Or the helicopter and the web? What, what yeah. Are you talking about? Well, you know, at the very um, end of the movie, like the final shot is him swinging through the city and the cars. Was was that supposed to be like incorporated in that in or in any sequence in the movie at all? Or was it just a trailer? Well, the part of him swinging through the city is in the movie. I'm I'm asking, are you talking about the Twin Towers where they? Yeah, the to Twin Towers, movie? the Twin Towers. Yeah, yeah, I believe so. I, I believe okay. so. Uh, in fact, yeah. I think that robbery scene may have been um, the very final part of the movie. That's what I, I was trying to. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, right. yeah. It's interesting. yeah. I think at one point it was. It's probably best that they cut it, but it would have. It would have been interesting to see, but then again, you know, um, I, I understand why you would cut something like that just out of, uh, you know, the sensitivity of it and just out of respect of ever, the whole situation. But at the same time, you look 20 years on and you're like, boy, that would have been kind of, would have been kind of interesting. That would have been kind of a special kind of thing, but you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to know. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, hey, uh, let's just jump right on into this thing. And Ryan, um, I will admit more than our Raiders of the Lost Ark review, I took a bunch more notes while uh, a a bunch of more notes while watching this movie, Um, probably just because I love it so much and I Mm -hmm. haven't watched it in a while, like I said earlier. Uh, And the very first note that I wrote down on this movie, literally while the credits were rolling. And then as we go into the first scene with the school bus and everything, um, the, the first note I wrote down was it is 
very apparent while watching this movie the love Sam Raimi has for these characters. <laughs> mm. It is so apparent uh, that How so? he, like, are that you he cares for these characters in the way that he presents them. Spe- obviously Spider-Man, but Mary Jane as well. Oh, Aunt I get May, what Uncle I get Ben. What mm-hmm. And the way that they're presented, because each one of these characters is wholeheartedly embodied by these actors Mm-hmm. you know peter parker in this movie more than any other spider-man movie i, I i'm gonna talk a lot well, i'm not gonna talk a lot but i'm it's hard to make comparisons with this spider-man movie without bringing up any of the others i so, oh i know i know so i'm just gonna say it right now this is the best version of spider-man we've ever had period this trilogy of movies right here with sam yeah. Raimi and toby mcguire because it is so the way Peter Parker is presented, he's a nobody. He's a loser. Even the yeah, he really only, is. Even the bus driver gets a kick out of watching him squirm because he's a nobody. He's mm-hmm. just a loser. He gets on the bus. He's all sweaty and he gets paper thrown out of him. Even yeah. one of the, I always crack. I was cracking up a lot in this movie, but I like it. Me too. Actually, the back is like. It's such a loser, Parker. I know. <laughs> Just in the back of the bus. <laughs> well, they, like when he gets on the bus and there's that like girl with the braces and stuff. And she's like, don't even think about don't it. Don't even like, think about it. Like, I'm straight like, you out should of be film. so lucky. I'm like, come on. Like, you're no, you're no prize yourself. Right. <laughs> but hey, that's shown you what. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. A, a loser. Dude. Is, and- those bus seats are so tiny. Have you ever noticed that? They're just no, like I don't like think flash. it's the bus seats, man. I think it's the actors because everybody because they're in all thirty five years old. <laughs> yes, Joe Mangianello looks like he was forty five. Whatever they I cast know. him in this movie, <laughs> I know. Well, speaking oh, of man. age, you know Willem Dafoe, the guy hasn't aged a day in seventy five years. So no I, mean, I don't joke, know how he does man. it. I don't know how he does it, but. <laughs> He is in insane shape, and we're going to talk about well, the cast coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to jump yeah. ahead there, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So Toby McGuire plays Spider Man and uh, Peter Parker, and you know, I think the better way to say this is he plays Peter Parker and Spider Man because it really struck me while watching this movie. This movie doesn't just have a ton of Spider Man in it. In it fact, really doesn't. The majority yeah. of this movie. Toby Maguire is just Peter Parker. Exactly. And that is why I love this movie is because yeah. Peter, I, people always ask Peter Parker is my favorite fictional character of all time. All due respect to Luke Skywalker. He's probably a close second. Peter Parker is my number one. And they're very similar characters though. They're very similar characters. And without a doubt, I think George Lucas got some inspiration uh, from Peter Parker in his movie, but Peter Spider-Man is just part of who Peter Parker is. Mm-hmm. And I think this movie does such a great job of showing that. Exactly. Peter in this movie and as he should be presented is so innocent. He wants, and we're going to talk about the love story in this movie, but his whole purpose in life, he wants nothing more in life than for is he wants nothing more than to be with Mary Jane mm-hmm. and for her to be happy. Yeah. That's it. That is yeah, his for whole sure. purpose yeah. in life. 
And I think that's why I love this movie so much is because it doesn't try to complicate things when it comes to the story and who Peter Parker is. He mm-hmm. is the sweet, innocent, nice guy who He's everybody thinks is a loser who can't get the girl. He is the every man. <laughs> he is exactly Peter Parker in this movie just captures that so well i don't know it's hard to I, well, put into words I, I don't know if you've ever watched or read anything about stanley talking about the creation of spider-man and i don't really want to get into that so much as focus yeah. on the movie but you know one of the things that makes spider-man so unique and especially unique at the time when he was created just from the little bit that i know about him is that uh, Stan Lee really wanted to create a character who had these real world problems. Yep. And so I feel like, you know, Batman is probably, I've always liked Batman because one of the reasons I've always told myself is, you know, it's realistic. It's conceivable that there could be a guy like Batman, but while it's not going to happen that I'm going to get, you know, Spider-Man's powers, Spider-Man is the most human superhero I mean, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like he's the guy, he's the guy, anybody we can all relate to. And, um, and he does, he's, he's down and out like at every turn in this movie and in the comics and stuff, but especially this movie. And I think the reason that you and I like this movie so much, and we, we view this movie and the portrayals of these characters, especially Spider-Man, uh, so highly is that it's so closely tied to the original creation of Spider-Man, him being kind of a, just a, a loser kind of kid, uh, being a kind of a dork, you know? And yeah. And I feel like in some of the other Spider-Man portrayals, well, good. And I do like Tom Holland a lot. Uh, they kind of got just the way the characters are written. They've gotten away from that. And I feel like that's super important to Spider-Man. Like you you can't have, you almost can't have Spider-Man be too successful because then he's not Spider-Man anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll get into all that in a second because I do have a lot to say about this current incarnation of Spider-Man on film, but let's talk about the rest of this cast real quick. Sure. So, uh, we just mentioned him. Willem Dafoe plays Norman Osborn, probably one of the best villain castings of this For century, real. which isn't saying much, you know, we're only 20 years in, but. Oh, yeah. Probably, well, there's probably, been some good ones, though, dude. You know, he there have and, been and whatnot. So, but Willem Dafoe, uh, he lobbied for this part. He wanted to play Norman Osborn, um, you know, uh, Nicolas Cage, uh, John Malkovich and even Jim Carrey turned down the role. And Dafoe, he lobbied there. Could you imagine? <laughs> No, could you imagine Jim Carrey? Oh man, why would That's anybody give that guy another ju- glider? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 you know, you know, whatever. Insert la, 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 la. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> why would anybody give that guy? Go a see role? Sonic the Hedgehog today. Have you seen that? Is it good? Not yet. I'm, okay, I'm I've heard it's not bit. bad, but I'm yeah, not same. exactly going to rush out to see it. But anyway. uh yeah, Jim Carrey. I don't like that guy. Anyway, well, that's a topic for another day. But See that guy? I don't like I don't him. Like, yeah, he stinks, and I don't like him. You know? <laughs> yes, perfect. Uh, but yeah, Willem Dafoe is great in this movie. He he is so good. 
he would make a really good Two Face based on this movie. He is yeah, so good for at real. playing insane, and yet this prestigious corporate businessman who's yeah always been an underdog and has had to have clawed his way to the top and is now about to lose everything. There's a lot of pressure when it comes to this role because without a good, solid performance uh, like Willem Dafoe gave us, this movie could have easily fallen apart. And exactly, that was something I was going to bring up later, but I'm just going to say it now. This movie has some of the bravest acting choices since Lord of the Rings. You know, in Lord of the Rings, the actors... They just put themselves out there and say, sure, sure. Peter Jackson, we're just going to do what you tell us to do. And we we're putting all our trust in you. And this may look stupid now, but we're putting our trust in you that this works out. It's going to look great. Yeah. Yes. I think it was the same for this because this movie is so delicate uh, in its portrayal of these characters because I will be the first to admit, and this isn't a bad thing, and I'll tell you why. There is a underlayer of cheesiness and kind of campiness throughout it, this whole movie. Absolutely. And it is absolutely necessary, too, because that's who Spider-Man is. It, and it yeah. feels like this movie was written by the Peter Parker we see in the film because this is what he thinks would be cool. And yeah, exactly. It, it works 100% because of the actors in just their portrayal of these characters and putting themselves out there and going neck deep into their characters like Willem Dafoe and exactly. just yeah. really doing something different kind of strange, but it works. Movie. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and it fits the tone of the, sp of Spider-Man uh, during the creation of the character in the comics where it's it's a little bit over the top, uh, very dramatic, you know, because there's scenes that are, quite frankly, kind of on the nose a little bit, you know, yeah. but in the whole uh, context of the movie, it works, you know, because there's part in the board meeting when the the board or uh director of the board or whatever he's like you're out norman i'm like dude you didn't have to say that dude that was a little unnecessary you know? <laughs> um, but uh but it works in the context of the movie so it's yeah. fine yeah but yeah you're absolutely right it's you do have to trust your director and trust the process of how it's going to end up looking yeah um, and that's do you think his that's where the, the love that sam raimi has for these characters comes in is yeah. because i think it was apparent to those who were cast in this movie that hey he loves these characters he adores these characters these characters are a part of who he is mm -hmm. and so i'm gonna put my trust into his creative decisions when it comes to how i'm gonna perform because you, it's obvious that he he wants this movie to succeed as much as possible. Yeah. Do you think his performance is hindered by the costume, Goblin's costume at all? Willem Dafoe? Yeah. So I was thinking about this, and that green costume takes a lot of heat from a lot of people. And I think I defend it in two ways. One, we have to remember this was 2001. And so mm -hmm. we were coming off the 90s. That was still kind of the style. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. More of a 90s motif rather than a, um, you know, what would well, the whole look uh, of the movie? Then, then the X-Men, you, you know, just black leather, you know, exactly. that we would get for 10 years. Exactly. You know, it, it, it definitely leans more 90s. 
And then two, once again, this movie has an underlayer of cheesiness throughout all of it. And I think yeah. that just kind of plays into it a little bit. You know, I think it that gets costume a... is kind of cheesy, but it's also kind of terrifying, too. <laughs> I think it's kind of cool, but I think a, maybe some of the heat comes from the fact that those uh, behind the scenes photos have surfaced of, yes. kind of a, a different version, which it photographs could have gotten it to work. Oh, man, it, it would have been, been incredible because it looks 10 times better. But yeah. It's from what I know, it's a lot of animatronic, not yeah, yeah. makeup. So y- photos look great, but have you seen an animatronic talk? Uh, it looks like a robot. So, yeah, you know, yeah. you got to kind of keep that in mind, too. But, yeah, uh, I, I do. I don't mind the suit. It's not it's not my favorite of all time, but it's pretty. It's all right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let's move on here and talk about a few more of these cast members. So uh, Kirsten Dunst as. Mary Jane, I, I I think this movie, without her in it, Mary Jane Watson is such an underrated character, and this version of Mary Jane probably one of the most because a lot of people just see her as this screaming damsel in distress. But what you don't understand is she is the driving force behind every single one of Peter's actions in this movie. Mm-hmm. My gosh, sure, um, Aunt May says it in the hospital that I I forgot her exact line, but basically says that all those horrible yellow eyes. Yeah. That part. (laughs) (laughs) No, she basically tells Peter all you have ever wanted is, uh, to care for her. And is it really that dangerous that everybody knows? And that's when he figures Mm -hmm. out, you know, that goblin knows who he is and everything. Yeah. But yeah, she is so important to this movie and they couldn't have cast anybody better. Uh, and Kirsten Dunst to me, she was coming off, you know, kind of some teenagery typish movies, and um, she was cast into this movie, and I think she's fantastic. She plays herself. They they do the classic Mary Jane Osborne, Mary Jane Osborne, Mary Jane Watson, and the fact that you know in the comics Mary Jane was always like a supermodel, and mm-hmm. you know the <laughs> top prize a male could aspire to have I yes know that sounds terrible to say but no it's true um the ideal kind of female yeah yes yeah and uh the fact that this loser peter parker winds up with her is i know great. right uh but no it, the reason it's like that is because peter like i said earlier has only ever wanted to care for mary jane and Mary Jane sees that in this movie and she starts to realize that, I mean, she says it at the end of the movie, you like me for me. You don't mm-hmm. want me to be your trophy. Yeah. You just want me to be me and to be happy and to care for me because of that. I love you. And it's so sweet and it's so nice. And I just think Kirsten Dunst plays herself very well because she plays herself like whenever I was watching her in this movie, I was imagining her like being in a 1930s kind of noirish movie. Like she has that mm. kind of mysterious side to her that, you know, kind of like playful, mysterious side to her, yeah. especially that scene whenever. Peter runs up to her as she's leaving our apartment and goes, she's like, Hey, Buzz off. I was, yeah, I, yeah. I just happened to be in the neighborhood. 
you were just happened to be in the neighborhood. Well, I took oh, yeah. two buses like, and a cab to get in the neighborhood. That's but, uh, right. Yeah, I was thinking of a different scene. Where he's like, Why don't you, Mary Jane? I'm talking yeah. to you. Yeah, I thought you were talking about that one. <laughs> yeah. Well, that scene too. You know, it, it just keeps on increasing uh, yep. throughout the movie. These little moments with them, exactly. and it's great. Well, what do you think you know, about Mary Jane? You know, I I don't dislike her, but I don't think I'm quite as big of a fan of the portrayal as you. And um, not to be argumentative or anything, I think. No, make your argument. If- yeah, I think the way it comes down for me is um, I think she's good. And I think it has a lot to do with the, the writing of it. But, you know, in the comics, and I know lots of liberties are taken. So it's like, where are you going to draw the line as far as like being OK with some and not OK with others? But in the comics, Mary Jane is uh uh, I don't want to say maybe more independent, a bit more feisty. Like in the movie, she goes, she basically bounces from one guy to the next guy and is kind of almost seems to be looking for a lot of validation. Uh, whereas the Mary Jane in the comics is a more sure of herself. If that makes sense, but I don't dislike um, Kirsten Dunst's Dunst at all. In um, the defense of this Mary Jane, mm-hmm. she comes from a broken home. Yeah, of yeah, that, exactly, exactly. No, yeah. Well, and and you know that that's just me. You know, I, and I, I I get what you're saying and everything. Um, I, you know, she's not bad. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I, I don't dislike her at all. So yeah. Well, that's Mary Jane. Let's talk about a few more here, and then I really want to get into some other stuff. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> so uh, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about James Franco as Harry Osborn, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is so. It's so funny because when we think of James Franco, we just think of his smiling face and just kind of exactly dork and exactly like that. That's why I'm cracking up. But he's actually pretty darn good in this movie. He um, is. I think this is his best performance in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I think this is out of the three. This is the best. And the um, second one, I know we're going to talk about the second one at some some point, but you cannot convince me watching his performance in the second movie. That dude is baked out of his mind the whole <laughs> yes. time. Yeah. I, you can just tell, yeah. dude. You uh, can anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we're talking about this one now, but <laughs> no, uh, but this is great. Um, it it is such a hard, or at least for me, I think it would be. Uh, to play this role of like the rich kids or the rich son of a, you know, millionaire billionaire (laughs) who isn't stuck up. Yeah. And, but yet at the same time is kind of stuck up. (laughs) Yeah. It's such a hard role to play because he is, you know, kind of stuck up. He thinks his money can buy, you know, Mary Jane's affection and he can get one mm-hmm. over on his best friend, Peter. And yeah, you know, well, he's jealous at Peter because his own father likes him better than, you know, he likes yeah. Harry and, you know, it's the quintessential kind of James Franco role where it's kind of like, <laughs> you know, he's kind of like James Franco. It basically, he's kind of playing himself in a sense that like, where he's like, I don't dislike you, but 
you're kind of weird. So I kind of want to keep my distance a little bit, you know, (laughs) but yeah, yeah. I get that. He feels like you're a bit unstable. So, you know, he feels during the whole movie, like he really considers Peter a friend, but he's using almost at the same time. Yeah. It's almost like a friendship, but it's, he's insecure about it. Like he's, he kind of views Peter as a rival at the same time in some ways, if that, yeah. means, as far as yeah, Mary Jane exactly. and Norman. Uh, so, yeah, I, w- I will say though, man, he and Peter have like the coolest apartment in New York. City oh my gosh. I know <laughs> I, it's, it's I the greatest that. apartment ever. Yeah. I'd love to live there, man. Well, I, so. and I like the scene too. This is just me. Cause I've been out of high school for, bit of a like slob, six, seven he? years now. All brilliant men are. Yeah, all brilliant men are. Yeah. I tell my mom that all the time. Exactly. Oh, you're oh, such a slob. All brilliant men are. <laughs> yeah, you're not a narcissist at all, are you? But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know, I've been out of high school for a little bit, and so I guess I'm thank kind goodness. of at that. At, yeah, thank God. I guess I'm kind of at that point of not desperation, but it's like I'm not too proud anymore but when when uh they're in the apartment and uh and peter's like i lost my job because i was late and and uh, norman's like i'll make a few phone calls you know i'll make a few phone calls it'll be you know we'll get you something and peter's like i'd like to make my you know if you know i'd like to find my own work and norman's like i respect that maybe at the if i was 18 years old i might be like i'd like to make my own life sir but now sitting where I am, I'd be like, yeah, actually, could you do that? I would really appreciate that. <laughs> like, like I am not, a, I would not be, my feelings would not be hurt in the least if you did that, sir. Thank you. You know what I mean? Oh man. So anyway, the struggle was real, I guess. Yeah. So uh, where my and, mental state's at Brady, where's yours? <laughs> I want to talk about two other cast members uh, real quick. They aren't in the movie as much as the other four we just mentioned, but they are absolutely some of the biggest roles in this movie. Mm-hmm. And first, we have to talk about Cliff Robertson as Ben Parker. Probably, uh, I one. thought you were going to talk about s- Bone Saw. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, Bone. Three saw. minutes, three kill minutes. Him, a blade. Kill him, kill yeah. him. Kill. Cage. Yeah, that's my favorite. Cage. <laughs> All right, Uncle so, Ben. <laughs> yeah. So uh uh Uncle Ben, these two characters, Uncle Ben and Aunt May, played by Rosemary Harris, Aunt May, these two characters uh, once again, um Sam Raimi has such a love for this universe and the characters that inhabit it. He could have easily done kind of like what they're doing with the modern approach to Spider-Man and gone with a younger kind of you know a, a younger more <laughs> <laughs> a not younger, that he's not in more, this movie i'm not saying <laughs> well okay if you feel that way ron so um, i mean he's better than martin sheen let's just be honest with her so <laughs> i will agree with that so uh no it, it would have been too easy to go on with a younger more parent like sure couple in this role but no he went for it he went for the yeah. sweet innocent Old years May, old Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. you know that we kind that you know it's almost kind of like the pawn Ma Kent from Superman in sure. seventy eight. Yeah, know, they're yeah, older. Yeah. They're the sweet, innocent grandpa and grandma like characters. And Cliff Robertson, 
I think does a really, really good job in this movie of embodying that, you know, just well, think wise about, older male influence in Peter's life. And, um, you know, the car well, scene, obviously, him, before Peter yeah. goes and wrestles Bonesaw um, is, uh, yeah, probably his best scene. But well, the that, little that scene transcends better. Yeah, that, but yeah, I, I would agree with that, actually. But that scene and his performance has transcended not just that movie, but it's infected yes. other movies. Like people still talk about that you know the way he delivers his lines uh with you know that famous line and everything yeah um uh not duty responsibility that's that's martin sheen's line but um or whatever i can't even remember it that's that's so or like the honest uh, trailer says so you're saying with great power comes great great responsibility it's like huh (laughs) all right (laughs) but uh yeah he's he's great and you know something that kind of struck me watching it this time that I've never picked up on before. And it's not like a huge, you know, nugget of wisdom or anything, but we're introduced to uncle Ben and aunt may and we're introduced to them through this conversation. And you learn that uncle Ben, he's lost his job recently and he's looking for work and he can't find work. Yeah. Not work that he's has experience with or whatever. Everything's going with computers. Even computers have analysts these days. Yeah. And uh, this whole movie is quotable. I know it really is. But at the same time, you know, we're introduced to Peter when he's kind of being dragged through the mud a little bit, like kick kind of kicked while he's down. You know, he's chasing after the school bus and you're introduced like this guy doesn't have it all together. I can relate to that. Not only that, but his caretakers, they're kind of struggling, too. And like what's not intrinsically relatable to that you know yeah. and so i that's just something that kind of struck me this time too it's like everybody's kind of going through something everybody's got something dude yeah you're exactly right i feel like and we're really preachy in this episode <laughs> but <laughs> nah. that's okay um mm-hmm. because that's part of who spider-man is too he's yeah, trying sure. to teach us all something um rosemary harris plays may parker these two together cliff robertson and rosemary harris I, I really do think they're some of the best, like, sub, uh, not, like, supporting actors of sure. all time, but, like, sub actors to where, like, they're intrin- intrinsic to the story and very important, but, like, they're not one of the main roles, but they're so well cast. Like they, They're such a driving force. They, Even they when they're such, not on the screen, their presence they, is felt. Yeah, yeah, and they encompass encompass you know just their character so well mm-hmm. and rosemary harris does a really great job she gets a, a beautiful scene between her and peter in the hospital i yeah, think yeah it's very she's sweet. trying to convince her uh, peter that he should just be honest about the way he feels mm-hmm. about mary jane <gasps> you're not it, superman it, you know <laughs> a smile i haven't seen that since mary jane was here <laughs> you're supposed to be asleep <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know I'm really good at impersonations, right? So I can do um, an Aunt May. I didn't say anything, Ron. Yeah, well, I am. And I can do a great Aunt May. You want to hear it? Sure. Harry Osborn. It's pretty good, right? <laughs> Norman? Yeah. <laughs> Will you do the honors? I'm like, that dude is unhinged, man. <laughs> when this he's is carving the, boys the turkey. First Thanksgiving in this apartment, yeah. we're going to do things properly. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right. You're probably one of those ants that wants you to turn off the football game when it's time to eat lunch, too, aren't you? <laughs> Total oh, stick gosh. in the mud. Total shade, Ryan. Oh, man. Uh, 
gets on my hey, nerves. I want I want to talk about uh, like we three. haven't had family dinner 364 other days of the year with a no football on. I think we can do it one time on this special occasion. It's not a big deal. So let, let's talk about three other uh, cast members real quick. And then I want to talk about some other stuff that's really important. Yes. Uh, so first, uh, Joe Mancianello or Mancianello plays Flash Thompson. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. He gets a lot of crud because he looks like a full on just man beast in this. Oh, hype. he does. Watching this movie in 4K, I noticed something for the first time I had never noticed before. What a beefcake. <clears throat> So, <laughs> no, not that. No, okay. Uh, so for the first time in the fight scene in the hallway uh, between those two, help him, Harry. Who? Yeah. Which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, there is a. We think all these uh, high school kids in this movie look a lot older, especially Joe Manganiello. There's a dude in the background during that fight scene who has a full on goatee, looks like he's about fifty. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> Well, that, what's funny is at the very beginning of the movie where they're going uh, they're at the spider place, whatever place that is, the teacher or whoever, he could just as easily have this been a student. This is the largest electron microscope yeah. on the eastern seaboard. But that that stu- that teacher who's like constantly hounding him, them the whole time, if you would have <laughs> he said- He looks younger than the students. Than the students who- yeah, where he's like, you were talking through that woman's entire presentation. Yes. Let's go dude. talk about how we listen. We listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Chill out. <laughs> the, next, the next person who talks during this lecture will fail this course. Well, talking about, uh, f- <laughs> talking about Flash for a second, they're total bros, dude. And I love the part in when the, in the spider place when they're like, what's daddy going to do? Dude, sue, sue me. And then they high five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then they high five in the background. It's like, They're what is happening? Bros, yeah. Are these guys really the coolest dudes in school? Because they <laughs> seem like losers. And see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, Sam yeah. Raimi just goes for it. Like Flash Thompson really is. He's like wearing the leather jacket. Just oh, I like know. The in your face bully <clears throat> dude. He just really tight goes polo for it. shirt. And dude, I, he's got I so many bracelets. It, man. Yeah, he's got so many bracelets on his wrist. Did you notice yeah. that? I've always yeah, and I, I did notice that. He is. Oh man, that's just great. Um, and I love it too when like they're fighting and uh, and I like how Spider Man like <laughs> when the henchman or whatever to flash is going to like run behind him and spider-man does the backflip he doesn't just do one backflip he does like two or three backflips and then lands which one and i love how yeah i love how they're like geez parker you are a freak it's and i also like, love as soon as he does that backflip he just looks at those two guys and he slowly just like makes a fist with his hands yes exactly <laughs> he's just like okay uh but all right uh, a couple others to get to here uh, Flash Thompson. Uh, sorry, I'm just going down the list here. Oh gosh, we got to talk about J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Absolutely. My gosh, talk about a an inspired casting choice, and talk about transcending movies. Is that the most portray- dead on, dead accurate portrayal of a comic? Character of all yeah, time? that's got to be the most dead on casting ever. Right, and they I brought mean, him back, man. That should tell you something. I know. And Twenty years later, he comes back and plays the character again. That's exactly, pretty impressive. Yeah, uh, you know, one of my favorite scenes with him is is when they're talking. Peter's talking with him, and Peter goes, "You don't trust anybody, do you, Mister Jameson?" And he goes, 
I trust my barber. My barber. <laughs> and every time we watch that, me and my dad meat. are like, well, nice well, Christmas meat. Best I can yeah. do. Get out of here. <laughs> well, me and my dad always say, when he says, I trust my barber, we're like, well, you shouldn't, you know, <laughs> you got a terrible haircut. <laughs> every dude. time, every time, I don't know why, but JK Simmons just reminds me a lot of your dad. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know why. They look nothing alike. I know, but uh, he just reminds me of him for some uh, reason. Uh, so we got we'll J.K. <laughs> You're welcome, Uncle Brian. So uh, we got J.K. Simmons, and then uh, we got a young Elizabeth Banks playing Betty oh, Grant, yeah. which is really funny. I I forgot she was in this movie. Uh, I'm Peter Washington Parker. Hi, I'm I'm a I'm photographer. A photographer. <laughs> yes, I see that. <laughs> I like in the third movie how when Peter's kind of flirting with her, she's like, "Yeah, she's her Peter Parker." <laughs> oh man, Betty, 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 Daddy, Betty. Hey, Spincy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, What's that uh, smell? and then the final one I want to talk about, final cast member I want to talk about is Bruce Campbell as the oh, wrestling yeah. announcer. And then he's in the other two movies as well with some great cameos. How awesome is it that uh, Bruce Campbell, Sam Raimi's childhood friends, he was in the evil dead. Uh, Sam, one of Sam Raimi's first movies. Uh, they've been working together and friends for years. How awesome is that? Uh, is it that Sam Raimi let his best friend be the first person to say the word Spider-Man? Oh, in film? you know, I've never noticed He's, that before. It's the snaps Wexley kid? situation all over. <laughs> what's again. your name, kid? The human spider, the human spider. That's it. That's all you got. It's what I came up with. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome the, the terrifying that lady screams the yeah. amazing spider-man my name's the human spider get out yeah. there moron no he, he got my like name he, wrong i know like that's what he's concerned about he's not like worried about fighting and i know guy. that's like, why i love uh, he got that of course peter the dork parker would be concerned that his name well, got I, called wrong i always think it's funny because there's like the montage of him designing the suit and everything and he comes up with this really cool design which is what we the final design that we see later yeah and then you think oh cool he's gonna come out in that and then when it shows him he's like just wearing like a t-shirt and like a ski mask and it's like oh okay (laughs) (laughs) i was on a budget but uh no a lot of people give that scene a lot of crud because they're like how's he such a good artist all right one oh comics and then two clearly earlier in the movie whenever he wakes up and he's buff you can see his artwork on the wall he is a really good artist it's hinting i've never noticed that he is yeah he's an artist he he draws he's in and two also uh, i take it personally whenever he starts to uh figure out his powers and he's trying to figure out how to shoot a web go 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 web go shazam up up and away with fly. yeah fly yeah <laughs> i love that scene yeah. um so anyway whenever he's trying to figure it out and he says shazam i'm all, i always think like oh he's into comic books exactly <laughs> and so he probably is a fairly good artist if it's kind of weird like books. the rivalry in the movie world wasn't nearly as intense back then because they name drop several dc properties I know. there you know <laughs> i know well and, and another yeah. thing too is when spider-man um is so they're in the apartment they're waiting for spider-man to show up and with the cranberry sauce or whatever and uh and when he it cuts to outside of the beat an old lady with a stick yeah i believe me i understand dude and um 
And I didn't I've been even to want Walmart on Thanksgiving fruit. Day. Yeah, I didn't even want canned fruit. I just want to get out of the way. But um, when he swings up onto like the balcony, it's the sound yeah. effect of him swinging is from the old um, yeah. like Superman yeah. series where he's like, I can't do it. But you yeah. get it. Uh, so yeah. it's amazing that, I don't know, that they did that. That They would never yeah. do that now. <laughs> no, not even close. Uh, and then the final casting I want to talk about is Macy Gray as her. No, I'm just kidding. It's like, <laughs> who? <laughs> uh, oh, I do want to talk about one negative real quick while I'm thinking about it. During the Macy Gray concert at the uh, World Unity Day Festival in the movie, there's that one point whenever the goblin finally attacks and that kid, Billy, won't move. <laughs> I know. Every Stupid time I kid. watch this movie, I'm like, this stage is literally falling down in you and you're not right he's in shock brady oh, he thought it gosh. was part of the show he didn't at know. least the kid in iron man 2 pretended like he was firing a gun you know but no <laughs> now that's acting so that takes care of the cast uh let's talk about another thing uh i really love about this spider-man movie something that other spider-man movies uh, since the Raimi trilogy have forgotten. Uh, ex- no, well, the two Mark Webb movies were okay at this. I'm hinting at the fact that New York is a character in this movie and Spider-Man, oh. Spider-Man and New York go together like peanut butter and jelly. Spider-Man doesn't belong in Europe. I mean, he can go there and visit, but I don't want to see a whole movie when he's there. I don't care about Spider-Man being in Europe and traveling across Europe. I don't care about Spider-Man being in the suburbs. I care about Spider-Man in Manhattan, New York. That is yeah. where he belongs. That is his home. And the fact that New York is a character in this movie is really important because we get a whole montage of people trying to figure out who Spider-Man is. I've heard he has eight legs. Sounds yeah. kind of hot. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> Dress hot. like a spider, crawls like a bug. We should just, we should all give, just them give them one, them one big, big hug. hug. Look out! Look out! <laughs> Spider Man. <laughs> if we had any listeners left, they left. That they, they're gone now. <laughs> yeah, they're absolutely out of here. <laughs> he stinks, and I don't like him. Yeah, good stuff. I don't know, kind of strange guy. Wackadoo. <laughs> yeah, wackadoo, man. <laughs> But yes, Spider-Man yeah. belongs in New York. And I love the fact Raimi, he, he, he emphasizes that in this movie. And even the Mark Webb mo- uh, movies did to a certain extent. New movies, they don't care about New York. So what? We got a nice swinging sequence at the end of the latest yeah. one. Maybe I'll be happier if they set the next one in New York. I know. But for right now, it, it's just heartbreaking because Spider-Man is New York's superhero. Just like Batman belongs gotham yeah exactly metropolis exactly spider-man belongs to new york and there's something to be said about these movies being a smaller scale like this there's lots at stake here but it's pretty like the the blast radius or whatever you want to call it the impact of it is pretty small it's it's like, a very personal movie. There that's what no I'm trying to say. Yeah. Into the world stakes in this movie. Literally, the Goblin's vendetta. He he, he says like twice in the movie, uh, the Goblin in 
Norman Osborn's head says the words like we would be all powerful. Yeah. But literally the only purpose of the goblin in this movie is only will. His only purpose is he wants to take out Spider-Man. That's Mm -hmm. all he wants. That's what he strives for the whole movie. He doesn't care about destroying New York or the world for that matter of fact. He cares about taking out Spider-Man and Peter Parker along. I think he everybody loves him. Yeah, I think he wants to, you know, be in charge and stuff, but he knows that Spider-Man's standing in his way. So it's like in the meantime, it's like step one, take out Spider-Man, you know, yeah. then be the leader, whatever. Yeah. So uh let's talk about uh something else real quick. Uh well, I was gonna move on to no, let's stick with the story. Let's stick about talking about the story since we're kind of in that area right now. Yeah. Let's talk about this love story between Peter and Mary Jane. Ryan, I have to say, I think this is one of the best written romances on screen. Not de- Hands wow. down in a comic book movie, but also in a movie ever. I really think so. I really, really do believe This that. movie in particular, or do you kind of like... This movie in particular. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so innocent. It's so sweet. It's it's nothing more than I care for you, you care for me, Mm -hmm. and that's all we need. It's not trying to it's not Titanic where it's a big sweeping love story, you know. Sure. It's just innocent. That's a great word for it. Yeah, and and again there's something to be said about it being pretty smaller scale, self-contained. You know what I mean? Smaller Not... scale scale. And yeah, you know, these two characters belong together. Peter sees the best in Mary Jane and wants only wants the best for her. And Mary Jane loves Peter or comes to realize she loves Peter because uh, he only wants the best for her. And it's yeah. as simple as that. But the way it's written, the way these scenes are written, um, are some of the best. I don't want to say too much because I was going to get to our favorite moments and favorite scenes, and I don't want to cross into that yeah. uh, territory yet. But I just wanted to say I, I really think those two characters' chemistry is really good on screen. I think yeah, I do too. Very well portrayed and very well written. Um, which is really scene, hard to do, especially in a superhero yeah. movie. That is, it it is really sh- shocking how much time you spend with Peter and Peter thinking and worrying about Mary Jane in a Spider Man movie. There's well, a and lot that's, of that in this movie. Yeah, I was going to make a reference <clears throat> to what you had said earlier about there's not just tons of Spider Man on screen, and it's because. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of a, I don't wouldn't say risky thing, but it's a unorthodox thing to do to focus so much on the human side of the superhero. Uh, Because ultimately that's what makes us care about the superhero. Uh, Yeah. You know, he does the exciting heroic things. That's cool. But if he's, you know, if they're, if you don't care about who's behind the mask, it doesn't really have any impact. Um, Yeah. Which I think a lot of movies, uh, I don't know, do a lot of. But yeah, yeah, that scene in particular where like Peter's taking out the trash, and uh, 
that's where we found Mary Jane. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, <laughs> oh god, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but he's taking out the trash and he's talking about. Uh, I cried like a baby when you played Cinder. You know, that's Peter again. That was first grade. Well, kinda, even still, yeah, even he, still, he, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. He wants nothing kinda more corny, but than to carry it, it, carry hey. for Mary Jane. He always has. Harry well, one says of my, it later in the movie. He's always carried a torch for her. Exactly. Well, and. I love the line too, where she's like, he's, you know, you're taller or something than you look. And he goes, I hunch. hunch. She's like, don't, don't, (laughs) but then flash comes rolling up. Uh, (laughs) AMJ. They look my birthday present. Ah, ah, ah." We get told several times throughout this movie. We get reminded every time Peter and Mary Jane have a scene, it always, meanders its way to the point where Mary Jane is all but asking him, do you love me? Yeah. Is, is what <laughs> yeah, it comes yeah, down yeah. to. And Peter just isn't ready to say that yet because he is Spider-Man for one thing. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the film, spoiler alert, I guess I should say, he ends up saying, no, I can't, I don't love you. And we hear in his inner monologue, it's because he's Spider-Man. He doesn't want to yeah. put her in harm's way. Therefore he does love her. And, it's just so well written and exactly, you know, <clears throat> it's so well done, but let's move on to uh, a couple other things here before we kind of get to some of our favorite stuff here. Um, so, <laughs> uh, a note I have here is, uh, Peter gets a butt kicking in this movie <laughs> and I wrote yeah, that down for two reasons. One, Sam Raimi, I love how he embraces his kind of horror background. Exactly. His, he puts stuff in dude. When I was a kid watching this movie, that final fight scene between goblin and Peter, that is brutal. And it really today, is. It is still yeah. pretty brutal. I don't know if we've really seen in a PG 13 superhero movie. I don't know if we've seen like a final showdown between the hero and villain. That's that visceral, like that brutal. You know what I mean? Misery, like, misery, misery. Yeah. Well, and PG-13 movies are pretty bloodless for the most part, but, you know. Peter gets some blood. Yeah, exactly. Crud beat out of him in this movie. Yeah, in particular that last scene. Yeah. And you know what is the most impressive part? Not only about this scene, but about the whole movie, Ryan, is how many practical effects are in that scene. Yeah, when Peter pulls down the brick wall on the Goblin, those are real web lines he's holding on to. When oh yeah, cool. It's real stunt work. It's real effects. It's real everything. And I love the fact that a movie in two thousand and one. This is coming off the Phantom Menace Mm -hmm. that changed the game as far as doing special effects work with CG. I love the fact that in this movie they decided to go with a with a, as many practical effects as possible, whether it be using a real camera, and having it dive down towards the New York streets that way they mm-hmm. could get the angle they wanted for him uh, swinging through New York. You know th- that just won't happen in you know an MCU movie today. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna well, CG and I- everything. I think I don't know what the line of thinking was for doing a lot of practical stuff back in the day, like when they made this movie. But I think 
ultimately it's helped the movie age as well as it has because yes. there are a few moments of CGI in the film and I feel like they they're kind of rubbery. They kind of do stick out a little bit. And it's not a fault of the movie per se. It's just that technology moves and advances so quickly that a movie is dated almost immediately. And so I feel like the less you rely on <clears throat> CGI, uh, the better your movie is going to age. I mean, you look at yeah, I agree. Phantom 100%. Menace, which is had tons of CGI and was very groundbreaking for the time. And at the time looked fantastic, but you put that up against a movie that came out, you know, like you put that up against like planet of the apes or, you know, like Dawn of the planet of the apes. And it's like night and day, you know what I mean? So, um, so I think it was a smart move, whether they intentionally did it that way or not. But, uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. I got a cough Uh, big time, dude. (laughs) Go ahead. I've been coughing all night. (laughs) All right, cool. I'm I'm done. <clears throat> okay, thank goodness. Thought we we're gonna have to end the show right there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, you know what? Let's just get into our favorites, uh, yes. and then we'll save two things for the final part. So, uh, Ryan, I want to know what is your favorite moment slash scene in this movie? Boy. That's tough because I would probably. Oh, one one final thing. Sorry, something just thought of me. We were talking about the CGI a second ago. I I knew I had a thought in my head I wanted to say, but I just couldn't remember it. (laughs) But now Mm -hmm. I do. Um, it. uh, You. We were talking about the CG and the fact that you know there are certain areas of this movie where it hasn't aged well. Uh, you know, and I can think that I said I thought that too, but. That's also one of the reasons why uh, I think the final big battle where there is a lot of CG being used on the bridge scene. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why it takes place at night is they were trying yeah, to yeah. hide some of the, you know, downgrades of the technology. And I respect that decision a whole lot, um, you know, by trying to hide. Sam Raimi, he understood the weaknesses that CGI still had at the time and uh, still has today, as a matter of fact. You know, 20 years from now, Avengers Endgame could look pretty cruddy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, one could argue that it looks cruddy now. Uh, <laughs> oh! Uh, shade thrown. But uh, no, uh, I, 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 all I'm trying to say is I respect that decision. I think he used CG wisely throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. There are a few areas, like whenever he's going after Uncle Ben's killer, where it certainly hasn't aged that well. Yeah, uh, part of the that, one of the things that stuck stuck out to me the most was when he's jumping across rooftop rooftops as he's discovering his powers rooftops. and yeah, rooftops and he's discovering his powers. Um, and you know when he <clears throat> lands, it, it just like like I said, it looks a bit rubbery or if that's the right word to use, but you know, pretty good stuff, anyways. Yeah, but favorite. Yeah. All right, sorry, sorry to get off on that tangent. Oh, you Let's good. get back to our favorite. Did you say here. favorite moment or like but yeah? What's your action f- scene or are we gonna like differentiate um, moments if you in ha- action scenes or what? If you have a favorite action scene, you can say that. But I, I just meant favorite moment slash okay, scene. Cool. Just, what is it? I really struggled with this because there's. I feel like there's a lot here, but if I were to isolate one it would probably be i i really like the scene with um 
Peter and MJ when he's taking out the trash <laughs> and they're talking. Cause I feel like that's very, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, nuanced, real. very subtle. And, and, uh, to me, it feels, we, we kind of talked about it. Yeah. It's real. To me, It does. Um, and I like, I, I like it. I like it. It, you know, yeah. But even at the end of the scene, Peter, he feels like he's kind of gaining some ground there. But then at the end of the scene, Mary, Mary Jane runs away and Peter's like, cool car, you know, like he's still kind of <laughs> ends up on he's he's kind of the loser in that situation, yeah, so to speak. He is. But yeah. And there's another moment like that. And it's actually mine. I almost chose that, Ryan. I was very close to choosing mm. that. But for my favorite moment, it's another scene between Peter and Mary Jane. It's the hospital room scene. I know. Um, whenever yeah. Mary Jane comes to visit Aunt May after the goblin attack, and um, it, Peter basically spills his guts to her. You know, yeah. he's acting like he heard Spider Man say this, but yeah. even Mary Jane knows it's really Peter oh, yeah. spilling his guts about how he truly feels about her. Well, it's and funny, it's just, too, because when she's like, you said that? And he's like, well, you know, yeah, something like that. Something like that. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, 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 I do like love that, that too. He I always love, it, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, in all these love scenes, like, he always, like, you know, says something really sweet and nice, and Mary Jane appreciates, but then he always ends with something dorky, because he is yes. just a huge dork. <laughs> exactly. Um, just well, like and me, I, and I'm la- I I keep on calling Peter a dork in this episode, and that's because I am. Like I legit, well, yeah, exactly. Peter, we're a like whole literally, lot. yeah, we're like literally in the same boat as Peter. But uh, I do like the part in the cafeteria too, where he catches Mary Jane in the and the lunch tray, and she's like, "Your eyes are blue," or "I've never noticed without your glasses," or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and he, he just, just does. That he just small. stands there and just stares at her, and she's like, "Well, I got to go." And then he just. He just watches her walk away and it's almost like you see the realization where he's like, oh man, I missed an opportunity there. Cause he sits back down. And he's just like, oh. <sighs> yeah, he's all frustrated. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, all the moments between Peter and Mary Jane are really good. in this. Yeah. They're they good. They but are uh, good. yeah, that hospital scene is just great to me. And I love the fact that aunt may wakes up and mm-hmm. she's hearing all this. I think you were supposed to be asleep. Yeah. But <laughs> I do like the hospital scene though, because that's um, the old lady he beat with a stick, Ryan. Yeah, it was, Mary, it was, <laughs> it was not Mary Jane. It was aunt may. <laughs> no. Um, the, I do think it's kind of funny where she, she's like, I'm kind of in love with somebody else. And he's like, Oh yeah. Who? And she's like, and when basically she says Spider-Man and every time I watch that movie, I'm like red flag, Peter, Peter, that's a major red flag. Run away, Peter. You know, <laughs> like you seriously <laughs> are mentally uh, ill, <laughs> like run away. But um, no, I just always think it's kind of well, funny. No, well, no, she, she, the reason she says that is, because, just well, she joke. says right at the top. She says right at the top, you're going to think I'm a stupid little girl with a crush. Yeah. And so and automatically like, oh, that yeah. braces Peter yeah, for like, what he thinks is it. And then I know she says later on, she says has later he, on, has he mentioned me? Life. Yeah. Yeah. He's mentioned you. Yeah. He yeah. saves millions of people and he's talked about you, Mary Jane. <clears throat> I'm and she kissed him. So they had that connection. And so Hey, for all Mary it, Jane knows to me, it works. If for all Mary Jane knows, Spider-Man has 
15 moments like that a week with different women all over the city. So if she thinks she's special, I'm choosing well, to think, <laughs> all right, you believe what you want to, but to me, I'm just anyway, the hospital scene is my favorite moment to me. It, it's when it, it's such a relieving scene whenever Peter finally gets the stuff out of him. And yeah, I, I don't know. I just like it a whole lot. And I love the fact that Aunt, Aunt May hears all this. Uh-huh. I I just really like it. But um, and then, and all then right, Ryan. Harry Osborne walks in, ruins the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he's got a big old dark green turtleneck on. Yeah, I was about to say. in 4K, man. Yeah. In 4K, man, I'd always thought he was wearing all black. And I thought, what a jerk. He's wearing all black to Aunt, Aunt oh. hospital. <laughs> but then well, i no, noticed in green. 4k man is dark green how about that costume how department that? they knew what they were doing no yes, i sir, always... just like they knew what they were doing during the thanksgiving dinner scene whenever peter is wearing the colors of the green goblin and oh Norman yeah Osborne is wearing spider-man's colors and harry is wearing green and uh, red. uh red the colors of both of them that's I was about to say the colors of Christmas. Right there. Yeah. No, um, the, but it's always gonna, I've always kind of chuckled too at that scene when Harry is like really upset that she was holding Peter's hand. And I'm like, dude, like <laughs> the, his aunt was just attacked. How do you know she's not comforting him? You know what I yeah. mean? Like chill out. But, but I like the part too when, when Peter, oh yeah. But I, I like the part when he comes Harry goes back home and he's like, dad. And you just hear. <laughs> and then he's like, dad. And then you just see uh, Norman, uh, Norman like, walk what, out. He's what like, what do you want? Yeah. He's like, what? It's <laughs> like, uh, is everything okay? He's like, yeah. Yeah. Fine. I just had a hair in my throat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you want? <laughs> but uh, do what you can with the bruma fast. <laughs> Thanks for sticking up for me, Harry. <laughs> Why don't you just keep your mouth? Mouth shut about things you don't understand. Harry Osborne. Osborne. <laughs> Every time I watch that scene, I'm sorry. James Franco cracks me up. So I know. just keep your mouth shut about things, things you don't, don't understand. understand. No, I, he's such a rich little jerk. Though. He really is. He'll have moments where he's like, you know, he's like, okay, a, he's not too bad. But then, then he does something like that, and it's just like, I hope you get a grenade to the face, dude. Well, but guess what, Ryan? He does. He does. <laughs> Peter takes one first, though. Harry excellent. Oh, oh, he yeah, threw yeah, a grenade yeah. at my true. face, and I'm like, two ma- did that to me. Two movies later, though, he gets his revenge. So yeah, finally uh, dies. So moving on here to our favorite lines, uh, I'll just tell you what mine is, and you would think the, as much as I'm talking about Peter and Mary Jane in this movie, it'd be you know something along that lines. No, it's actually pretty stupid, but I just love it so much. Go web, you fly <laughs> up, up, up and away. Wed, go, go, go web, go. And then he, <laughs> yeah, rocks his fist. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mine is equally as dumb, and I'm glad yours was was like that. But um, I don't know why, but um, I've always loved the back to formula line. <laughs> back to when he's, formula. When he's like, He's like back to formula. <laughs> I don't know why, uh, but and Norman always comes off in that scene super fake, where he goes. Aside from Doctor Trask here, the whole team uh, agrees. I think it's, it's ready Shaw. For... Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but he goes uh, is is ready for human testing, and he's just like got this <laughs> fake smile, and they're like, 
I wonder what that general's beef is with Norman, because he's like, nothing would bring me more pleasure than to, you know, get Norman Hogborn out of business. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that quest glider stinks, man. That glider yes, stinks. There's no way that thing is better than Oscorp. Dude, no kidding. That dude, to me, I don't know about you, but that pilot in that quest um, uh, glider, Mark. he looks a lot like Ryan Reynolds to me. It's not, <laughs> but uh, I've always thought he looks like Ryan Reynolds. Oh, that's funny. I do like yeah. his line, too, where he's like, Mark. Mark. So... <laughs> But uh, I also wrote this down. Another line I really like is Peter during the hospital scene after he spills his guts and Mary Jane goes, you really said that? And he goes, "Mm, something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I like the uh, back to formula, but I did say my kind of favorite line earlier when uh, J. Jonah Jameson is like, I trust my barber. I I really like that one too. So, So, uh, um, did did you have any other like favorite action scene or anything? I was gonna move on unless you had one. Um, uh, I've got I've got some a few notes, but not not really action scene wise. So sure, sure. Uh, okay, well, I I got two final things I want to talk about here. Sure. Uh, so first of all, I want to talk about the final shot of this movie because I really think it's a classic. Uh, yes, and it ends on such a classic note. Yeah, I, I, Sam Raimi, he, he he does the classic. He he wanted to make Spider-Man stand up to heroes like Superman and Batman that we had already seen on screen. And, you know, mm-hmm. we'd already seen the classic shot of Christopher Reeve, you know, flying off the surface of the earth, looking in the camera and then smiling, smiling away. Yeah. And then even Batman had a final soaring shot. I think it was in Batman returns whenever he's like flying across Gotham. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> we've already seen those classic shots. Well, he wanted to give Spider-Man one of his own and what a shot it is, man. It's a yeah. single take Spider-Man. He goes all the way down to street level. He walks along the side of a building and then, one thing I've always loved about the Raimi movies is how uh, in each movie towards the end, uh, in the case of Spider-Man and Spider-Man two, it's literally is like the final shot of the movie, but in each movie, he always has a shot with Spider-Man in front of or near an American, American flag. flag. Yeah. I've just always liked that. And yeah. I wish that tradition, uh, tradition kind of continued on. Yeah. Um, unfortunately it didn't, but uh, I've just always really liked that. Well, this movie has got, you know, it's, we talked about, uh, the world trade center earlier and, uh, it's got, uh, a lot of, I think creative choices were made, uh, in the aftermath of that. Just the whole scene where like on the bridge where he's the New Yorkers like, you miss with one of us, you miss with all of us, man. Yeah. You know, like that's, that's definitely like, that would not have been in there if, the events of the previous year had not taken place. You know what I mean? So, which is fine. Well, but uh, I don't know. No, I, there's no way, man. Been in there. No, not that line. That's, that's pretty on the nose in my opinion. I mean, who knows? It's kind of pointless. Well, that's, it's just a but, New uh, Yorker thing, you know, about sticking up for one another. I don't know. Uh, yeah. To me, I think it may have been in there, but um, anyway, I, I think it's safe to say both of us love the final shot of this movie. I, Absolutely. <laughs> I, I well, love- I remember as a kid being like, 
Because it's the first time in the movie, like in the full sunshine, when we're seeing Spider Man. Well, it's almost kind of like a birth, you know, Mm. you know, with the sun. It's like it's the birth of the Spider Man. I'm talking about gross symbolically, Ryan. (laughs) Gosh, (laughs) you have been such a PG thirteen member of this PG podcast. Well, you know, one of us has got to be, but, uh, I'm the straight man. You're the, uh, I'm the loose unit. You never know (laughs) the wild card, I guess. Ryan wild card. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But, uh, no, uh, I love that scene too. And I remember as a kid, I liked this movie a lot as a kid, but I was always kind of disappointed by how little Spider-Man was in it. Cause I remember the first couple times I watched it, I was like, why wasn't the whole movie like the last scene? Cause you know, as a kid, I'm like, I could watch three hours of him swinging. You know, I wasn't, I, didn't I know. And story. that is why in Spider-Man but, um, two, that movie blew my mind. The, yeah, sub- the uh, train that. scene yep. and yep, 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 blew yep. my mind. And you know, well, you know what? That's a good segue right here. Something else I wanted to talk about mm-hmm. is our film rankings. And I want you to rank, um, the, Raimi trilogy and then all Spider-Man movies. Okay, yeah, this, I want. I know it's kind of difficult, but no. Um, what, before I do that, I want to say t- just one more thing too about the action. Is it always always bugged me too as a kid how quickly he gets his mask ripped up, and I'm like, no, I don't want to see. <laughs> I don't want to see Peter's face. I want to see Spider-Man. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I used to but, think uh, that as a kid. I still kind of think. <laughs> I, I know me too. Okay. Ranking as Spider-Man films. I like, I would go two, one, three, if that makes sense. So Spider-Man two, Spider-Man, Spider-Man three. Okay. So and that's then, the Raimi trilogies. And yeah. How about all then, together? Hmm. I would go Spider-Man two, Spider-Man. Uh, I probably go, Homecoming, then Amazing Spider-Man, then Spider-Man, man, no, I'd go Spider-Man 3, then Amazing Spider-Man, and then Far From Home, then Amazing Spider-Man 2. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, shoot, I forgot about Um, (laughs) Spider-Verse. That would be like top three, though. But anyway, you get the point. (laughs) (laughs) So mine are, this is, I'm just going to do all of them because I've actually got it on my Instagram, <laughs> my ranking of the Spider-Man movies, and it hasn't wow. changed. I did it last summer, so I'm, it hasn't changed since then. So number one for me is Spider-Man 2, okay? But that's almost kind of out of nostalgia <laughs> from seeing it in the movie theater. I, mm. I would honestly say that. Spider-Man uh, this movie is number two. Uh, uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, number three. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, number four. Okay. Spider-Man 3. Um, because as much credit as I give Far From Home, I think they got the character of Spider-Man I do more too. right in that movie than they did in Homecoming, I, personally. Yeah, I, I I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, Spider-Man 3, the Raimi movie at number 5. Spider-Man Homecoming at number uh, 6. The Amazing Spider-Man at number 7. And Amazing Spider-Man 2 at number 8. Yeah. 
our lists aren't far off. And if I were to give no. mine more thought, I probably would end up having a list. And to be honest to with you, to be honest with you, I don't know about you, but Spider-Man and Spider-Man 2, those movies fluctuate positions like all the time on my list. Yeah, I think Spider-Man 2 is pretty consistently my number one, though, um, which I know we'll do an episode on that and we can talk. Oh, yeah. Six hours about that movie. Gotcha. But um, uh, hey, I've got a couple of notes here before we totally wrap it up. Uh, I just wanted to touch on a few things uh, it, uh, if you're ready to move on. Um, I got a couple other things I want to talk about, but OK, we can do that first if you want. I don't care. Well, first of all, to well, what were you going to bring up? I'm sorry. Oh, we're OK. So um, this is just a couple of moments that like I've always thought are kind of humorous or like I find humor in. Um, but when Spider-Man, sure. he gets bit by the spider and <coughs> then he comes home and uh, they're like, hey, Michelangelo, how you doing? And, and he's like, I'm not doing too good. I'm going to go. I'm going to go to bed. And uh, about <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he goes up to bed and you see that his hand and he's just the spider bite looks gnarly. I've always, and I, I, would I, be, I was watching this film this time around and I, I was like, dude, you're like 18. You need to go to the hospital. You're old enough to take yourself to the hospital. I would be going out of my mind if I was bitten by a spider. I would be hysterical. And especially if I was like having fever and like collapsing on my bed, I would be like, this is it. This is what death feels like. I'm experiencing (laughs) death right now. I'm going to die. This is, this is how much a sucker I am for this movie. I was watching this movie. And like I said, I was like, why doesn't he go to the hospital? (laughs) But right before that we see uncle Ben, he, he, he said, you know, I just lost my job and everything's obviously Peter knows that. And so it's like, well, maybe we can't afford a hospital Uh, bill right now. Or maybe I guess you're going to have to die, Peter. We just can't afford it right now. (laughs) No, no, I'm thinking like Peter thinks that in his head. Yeah. Like, I can't go to the hospital. We can't afford it right now. Yeah, but um, no, I would be going <clears throat> mental if that happened. I know. Another thing, too, that I've always thought is, is uh, oh, this is actually my favorite moment, little moment in the movie is this right here, is when he's up in his bedroom and they hear the bumping going on at Thanksgiving and they go upstairs and then the drop of blood falls. And my yeah. favorite moment is when Norman his uh, eyes, his eyes squint and he walks out in the balcony blew my mind as a kid. Cause I, yeah. you know, as a kid, you're like, how is Spider-Man going to get out of this? Huh? And you know, it's a blew my mind, but that is a huge, huge drop of blood, man. I mean, that's like, dude. Yeah. That's some thick blood too. Have you noticed that? It's like ketchup, bro. I know. I <laughs> noticed that too. It literally does kind of look like ketchup, <laughs> but I mean, that is a massive drop of blood. <laughs> So I've always thought that was funny. Uh, <laughs> so funny. You and I are like really on the same page about this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. Right. I probably, cause we've watched it together so many times. Oh my God. But um, yeah. the other part, this is the last note um, that I've always thought was funny was uh, when Goblin gives him the ultimatum basically. And he goes, he goes, you can save, save the woman you love or uh, you know, save the children. And of course and, Peter does a pun. Don't do it. Gobby. Yeah, don't do it, Gobby. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, choose Spider-Man, and he drops it. And then 
automatically he goes towards Mary Jane. As yeah, and there's a shot. Kids is just exactly. There's a shot that is it's super serious shot, but the kids are falling behind him and they're screaming, and he's running away from them in slow motion. <laughs> and I've always thought, like, what must be going through their head? <laughs> I know. I thought that same thing watching this movie. Like those kids are scarred for life because now they know Spider Man chose some girl over the i know they're like no but um okay so the final two things here first of all i want you to give me the final score for this movie what do you rank uh, score this movie well dude uh, we totally forgot something oh my gosh i can't believe i skipped this how could how could we forget this we got to talk about danny elfman's score for this movie oh yeah this movie has an incredible score. I literally wrote this down. Uh, Danny Elfman's score, it's adventurous. It's epic and sweeping in moments. Yep. And it stands out compared to like half of uh, basically everything after Avengers 1 uh, mm-hmm. in the MCU. Like it's just all kind of runs together. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does. Maybe, it Ant- does. maybe Ant-Man stands out a little bit, but after that, it all just kind of runs together. This, this, the score for this movie is fantastic. It Danny really Elfman is. gets a lot of crud, but man, this uh, is his best work. The, when I think so too, man, mm-hmm. I but really man, do. When yeah. he gets his hands on a property uh, that requires that Danny Elfman flair to it, man, he works. I love the score for this movie. Yeah. And it's so good that, you know, the big epic theme, you know, the main title song also love the love theme for this movie. Once again, it's sweet and innocent and it's simple. It Mm -hmm. fits the narrative. Yeah. Well, it's the definition of epic and the way the movie start out with like that web going through with the yes. lighting above it still gives and me the chills. music. Yeah. Great stuff. You know, instantly the, all great scores, like within the first few notes, you know, immediately like, Oh, you know, that's Spider-Man or that's, that's the dark Knight or whatever. Absolutely. So yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. So anyway, I just wanted to mention that real quick. Now, sorry. Oh, now score? you can uh, give a final um, score for this. I'm going to give this one a 9.5 out of 10. Cool. Awesome. What, was, what are you going to give it? That, sorry. Did you hear a noise? I Yeah, that was going to ask you. I was like, what is that? And then you didn't say anything. I'm like, okay, I'll just let it go. <laughs> well, my chair kind of squeaks whenever I Ow. twist it the right way, so I okay. think that's what you heard. All right. Um. Anyway, um, I am giving this movie. You know, I will be the first to admit. You know, I've talked about this whole episode. It's cheesy. There's an undertone of cheesiness in this movie, but it's necessary. There are, you know, the CG doesn't quite hold up, but hey, it was 2001, and they tried to hide it. And I respect that decision there. I I could put, I can point out the little nitpicks and problems with this movie, just like anybody else. But you know what? I still love this movie and I'm willing to put it down on paper. Now. I think after talking about this movie and really rediscovering it after a few years now, Mm -hmm. I love this movie and I think I like it more than Spider-Man two almost a little bit. They're close in my opinion. Nonetheless, I think this movie to me and yes I'm I will say it, it it's from nostalgia 
but it also this movie relates to Ryan. This movie has inspired me so much in life. Peter Parker's personality is very similar to mine. Um, I I've always said Toby Toby Maguire would be the one to portray me, or who I'd want to portray <laughs> me if I was in a biopic. Ryan um, Gosling's going to portray me, by the way. <laughs> oh, <decided>. absolutely. <laughs> well, um, uh, I'm better looking than he is, but you know it's fine. He's know, pretty close. We'll give him a break. Um, exactly. <laughs> but you're so close to Peter Parker's personality that when you watched this movie and you saw Peter Parker, you sat in your room and you nodded and you said, you know, I'm something of a scientist myself. <laughs> no, I just, this movie means so much to me. I relate to Peter Parker and I feel like this movie, my life would not be the same without this movie. It has impacted me that much uh, from watching it you know, while being at work with my mom on this small little TV in this side office that was a small, you know, 12 by 12 inch TV that had a VHS on the a VHS mm-hmm. player on it. And I watch it almost every week, a few days a week. I'd have my mom fast forward past the quote unquote scary parts. <laughs> <laughs> the old lady like in the fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No kidding. And, um, the end fight, I'd always have her fast forward past that because it was so brutal. <laughs> when he gets his um, mask ripped off anyway, it's not very good. <laughs> but, you know, even watching that brutal scene as a kid when my mom didn't feel like fast forwarding it, you know, seeing something that brutal at a young age, it impacts you. And it yeah. was like my first experience was seeing something that is going to stick with you and, yep. you know, seeing Peter's well, relationship with Mary Jane play out also as an Im- impacted me. And he, just every f- faucet of this movie has just impacted me in some way. And because of all of that together, I'm giving this movie a 10 out of 10 just yeah. because of my yeah. love for Spider-Man, my love for this movie. And because, yeah, I just love this movie. I don't have a problem with that. One thing, I I didn't write this down, and I just remembered it, because I'm like, oh, I don't need to write it down. Well, I guess I did. But um, in that last scene, one of my favorite kind of moments, too, is when uh, uh, Norman is taking off the goblin mask, and he's like, he's like, Peter, you know, it's it's me. And, he, and he's like, you know, I've been, I've been like a father to you. And he goes, be a son to me take my hand and and i love it when peter's god's like, better man well and i when peter's like i have a father you know his name's ben his name most ben, ben parker. parker yes yeah that's such great stuff and he's like I god's speed spider-man and then when spider-man does the flip and you just it's like a zoom in on on norman's face and he's like oh <laughs> then he gets stabbed oh. Oh. <laughs> don't tell, don't tell harry, harry. Man, why and does nobody thing, want to tell Harry anything? Mary Jane, don't tell I know. Harry. Don't tell Harry. Norman, don't, tell, don't Harry. tell Harry. Well, and another thing too, Harry is such a little dweeb in this because, um, okay, you're at Norman's funeral and you're talking to Peter, okay? Peter's uncle, who is essentially his father, was murdered, okay? And Harry's acting like you couldn't possibly understand how I feel, Peter. Yeah. Like I'm going to, it's like, dude, you're talking to Peter here, dude. This literally just happened to him. So anyway, but I yeah. get that's, that's part of it is because I'm so invested in the story. I'm like, stop being a jerk, Harry. 
<laughs> so the final Your father thing, didn't even like you, Harry. <laughs> so the final thing, Ryan, I want to talk about for this episode of the movie Wasteland. For this episode, talking about Spider-Man, let's talk about one of the most legendary aspects of this movie, the music. <laughs> the end credits music. Yes! Freaking Chad Kroger. <laughs> and uh, what's his name? Somebody this else. This is band. a graph. Yeah. This is. No, it's not <laughs> I was Nickelback. Doing this. this is not a Nickelback song. I know. It's, it's not. Kroger. I thought it was for the longest time, but. No. I know. I did too. Until it I sounds exactly it like Spotify. a Nickelback song, but no, I, un- I this like Nickelback gets a lot of crap, and some of it's deserved. But oh, this great! Is, now we're going to defend Nickelback. This podcast literally yeah. has zero listeners now. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We're about to espouse the virtues of like Nickelback frontman. We're not even going to get approved by Spotify no, and Apple anymore. No. <laughs> um, that song is legit great, dude. It, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it is pretty it great. Is. Oh, uh, one of the top songs the last 20 years. I'm not even kidding. You're talking about Hero, right? Or are you Absolutely. talking about Photograph? Okay. No, not Photograph. I'm talking about Hero. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was just making sure we were on the same page. Yes, man. Since I was a kid, I have loved the end credits music for all three yep. of these Spider-Man movies. I think I like Spider-Man 2's just a little bit better. But this this is great, man. Yeah. I, I love it. There's a, I don't know if you've ever watched on the DVD, like they have all of the, the TV music spots. video. Well, no, I haven't. I don't really like the music video, but they've got the TV spots and the movie trailers and stuff. And there's one particular, I think it's a TV spot that is uh, accompanied or the music. That song is like played with the TV spot. Let me start yeah. that again. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. There's a TV spot that features that I song. I get what you're saying. That's super great. And that's like, I've watched that dozens of times because I'm like, oh. <laughs> and they say, they anyway. say that a hero could I'll save play us. It. I'll play it at the end of the We're going to end with that song. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. That's going to be they awesome. watch I hope it. we don't get copyright- copyrighted. <laughs> Who cares, man? <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth for the it. it. Ryan, like we say all the time, for the pod. Yeah, do, do it, it for it. the pod. Exactly. Everybody's but like, do then, it for the vine. I'm like, no, it, do it for the pod. Even better than that, we end, Sam Raimi and all of his genius decided to end with the original Spider-Man yep. cartoon theme. Spider-Man. Yep. Spider-Man does whatever. Again, Spider-Man. circles back to the, his respect <clears throat> for the character. And his his respect for the character. So. I would have loved to have seen this movie in theaters like on opening night and everybody like sitting in the theater just yep. ha- full excitement, just waiting, you know, for the credits to end. And the credit, man, t- we talk about his love for the character in every aspect of this movie. My gosh, he even like has web I know designs in the credits and everything. Yeah, the credits are even cool to look at. I love watching the credits. I love watching like the lines scroll up the screen. I don't know. It's just fascinating to me. It's like a ball of yarn to a cat. When I heard um, you say that, I said to myself, you know, I'm something of a loser myself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's good to know I'm not alone. No, you're not. The Spider-Man theme, dude, that is awesome. I will say, though, I think it is Batman forever the very last part of the credits they play the uh batman theme really the adam west batman theme but it's not like the original cartoon theme like from the show where you can hear the chick saying batman Batman." yeah man no it's just like an orchestra playing it kind of like what they do with 
you know, the Spider-Man it. movies nowadays, they split, uh, play the Spider-Man theme yeah. during the Marvel Studios credit mm-hmm. um, or a title card um, or just during I the opening know. of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just really like that. That's such a great way to end the first yep. Spider-Man movie. And it would have been really cool in 2002 to be like sitting in a theater and like hearing that, you know, it would have been really awesome but nope i was in my buddy's crummy house in sitting 30 feet away from his tiny tv one day i was sitting in an office chair eating uh eating uh cheese it's watching one of us very small tv one of us had the better uh, experience i'm not gonna say who it is but it's not me and it's not me it was probably you the listener your first experience with spider-man so uh hey why not tell us about it? Let us know in the comments what you think. Uh, so, yeah, Ryan, that will wrap up episode mm-hmm. two of the movie Wasteland. Uh, but we have one final thing to do here before Absolutely. we let everybody go. For our next two movies we'll be talking about, we'll be talking about birth year movies. Uh, we'll be talking about movies that came out each year that we will uh, uh, one movie that came out the year we were born. So for Ryan, he'll be talking about movies that came out in 1994. Yes, we are pretty yep. young. So and so, <laughs> you Ryan, told me, yeah, you told what you, me. What if he chose? You, so you told me it's like, hey, let's let's do kind of the the theme of birth year. And I was like, okay. And so I looked up movies that came out in 1994, and I got to tell you. Uh, I'm going to pretty crummy subtle... year for movies. Well, I was going to say, I was going to, I'm going to be as subtle as I can about this, but uh 1994 crap year for movies, dude. Now <laughs> there's a couple of high spots in it. Uh, Shawshank Redemption came out that year. Yes. Uh, I wish Fiction. I had 1994. Uh, uh, it's not Shawshank. So I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Pulp Fiction came uh, out. Uh, Forrest Gump because came you've out. never seen it, Ryan. It's one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> Ryan has not seen Shawshank so, Redemption. It's I will incredible. I will at some point, but you would be choosing it if you had seen it. Uh, well, I thought about it. Honestly, I did. But in my opinion, I guess I haven't seen Shawshank, so I can't say, but in my opinion, the best movie that came out from that year was, uh, a movie by some like small kind of independent animation studio called the lion King. So, uh, that's what I think I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. Did that come out last summer, Ryan? Uh, it, well, uh, some have, no, argued it did that not. It did. Yeah. It did not. It never existed. Yeah. No, we wiped it, it never from, existed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, we, we, we love talking about 2019's the Lion King so much. I thought this would give yeah. us ample and opportunity to compare. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh, no, so anyway, great. The Lion, Lion King. King. I'm super, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, it's got a pretty interesting kind of, no, it's I a mean, great movie. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a good movie and it's kind of got a. A semi-interesting kind of way about uh, that it... Man, I'm really running on fumes here, dude. It's got an interesting backstory. (laughs) You can't even make one sentence, man. I know. It's it's rough, dude. I'm sorry. But uh, anyway. Oh, man. I'm super excited to talk about The Lion King. I hate the fact, though, that on the next episode, it's going to have to say The Lion King uh, colon... 20, uh, 1994. That'll be all right. <laughs> I hate that we're at this point. No, it is the Lion King, and this new one is Lion King 2019. That's just yep, how it exactly. Is. Yeah. So yeah. No. So G- great choice, Ryan. I that's awesome. I can't wait to talk yeah. about that. That's yeah. One of my all time favorite Disney movies, right there, and just all time favorite movies, as yeah. a matter of fact. So, uh, yeah, that wraps up 
episode two of the Movie Wasteland podcast. You just heard it now. We'll be talking about The Lion King next time on the podcast, but in between now and then, be sure to leave us a like wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Castro, wherever you're listening, drop us a like, leave us a comment, like us, uh, like us on Facebook, and uh, follow us on Twitter as well. All the links for both of those are in the description uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast right now. Ryan, do you have anything to add before we uh, sign off here? Nope. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, we give you a farewell, and uh, maybe we're leaving you with Chad Kroger right now. So, uh, oh, we yeah. definitely are. <laughs> and they say that a hero can save us. I'm not going to stand here with